episode 147. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. Dave, we're really close to 150. Uh, we gotta got to think about what to do for 150. I suggest nothing. We just have an episode 150. I, I, I concur. Actually, the thing that's a little bit more scary to me is that we're actually closer to three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it would, yeah, it'd be like 156 would be officially three years, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we stretched that out just a little bit by taking a week off. One week yes. in uh, three years. Uh, so... <laughs> We're, we're getting there because I think we started what like November, like first week of November, last week of October. Yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're getting close. We're getting close. All right, uh, we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that posts every Thursday at six a.m. Eastern time, except for two weeks ago Thursday, uh, but most Thursdays at uh, six a.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can find us on almost every podcast service. Uh, if you're able to leave us a review on that service, that's extra helpful. Uh, if you could, you know, give us a rating and words, like that's super super helpful. Sharing the show is always, um, you know, great, and it, the more people that get to listen to us, the better. Uh, more people potentially that could be in our community and joining in and some of the fun that we have um, and some of that funds on Facebook discord Twitter uh, people making fun of me because I don't update my PlayStation controllers <laughs> um, neither do so. I <laughs> um, but yeah we do stream the show on twitch twitch.tv slash digital days gaming uh, where you can subscribe to us if you choose uh, you can use your twitch prime or you can uh, pay uh, five bucks, I believe. Uh, this is still September, so I think you get 20% off if you've never used a subscription on Twitch before. There's some September promotion going on that they call September. I don't really understand all of it, but uh, there is. that's a way for you to support the show as well. Uh, following on Twitch is free. Following us on YouTube is free. Twitter, Facebook, all those things are free, and you can kind of keep up with what we're doing and, and what's going on in the community. Um, and we've got a couple new stories to hit this week, but um, it's a relatively t- uh, calm week, so we're going to jump right in. Yeah, we got a little bit of a E3 madness last week, or pre-Tokyo Game Show madness last week. So this week, it's just kind of, you know, bent a little cleanup and have some questionable announcements based on, I don't know, a company having a press conference just two weeks ago that this announcement could have been in. But, well, let's hit it with the first news story. Uh, this one, not much of a shock to anybody. Uh, PlayStation VR 2 will not be backwards compatible with PlayStation VR Sony confirmed this in a very uh, nonchalant manner. It was uh, on a PlayStation uh, blog podcast. Uh, So basically, uh, the SVP of Platform Experience came out and said that they want to deliver a true next-gen experience with VR2, and they can't do that by making it backwards compatible with PlayStation VR. Very PR answer. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything else, though. I think people... Probably want more technical reasons why, but that is the big reveal. Uh, Dave, I would imagine you're not too surprised by this, but you're probably disappointed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not surprised. It seems to be somewhat par for the course for how Sony's been handling hardware things. And, and again, like I said, where they always kind of feel like they're hiding something. Um, that they just don't want to talk about, and then somehow it just gets out on accident like this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that um, whoever released this information um, immediately got like a, t- a severe talking to. <laughs> like, yeah, because Sony's very much um, of like no information at all, and then this one was like, "Hey, here's some information," and then here's a very basic reason why. Uh, I'm of I'm of two minds uh, of this. Like as a consumer, I'm like I don't want to keep two VR headsets, mm-hmm. but I also don't really play the first one anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like that's like and again, I'm gonna kind of like walk the fence on this, and I hope that this means that they you know at, at the other side of it is this means that they have a, a substantial library coming to mm-hmm. offset and be like you don't want to play those, you want to play these. Um, and I hope that that is truly the case. Um, but I also, their track record has not held par to that. Um, as well as I would not want, again, as a consumer, I would not want to um, have to flip back and forth between hooking one one system up and, and then hooking the other system up. That sounds like a pain in the butt. Um, but it is what it is. I also feel like it opens up the window for the remaster remake versions of like anything that was popular on PSVR 1. Oh yeah, they'll that's just, a guarantee. They'll just remake like I don't I'm, I'm not picking on anything. The first one that comes to mind is like 
Werewolves Within in 4K, you know, or something. Beat Saber like, will definitely be, make yeah. it over. Uh, Astrobot has to make it over. Yeah. It just makes sense uh, that they would go that route. But, like... I think it would be good if they did something like that, is if that was included as part of PS Plus or Extra, mm-hmm. of where, like, if it was Beat Saber or if it was Astrobot, that it's just there for you. Another another reason for them to use that library and that was that tiered system to help them. Kind of like what they did for the PS5, where it's like, here's the PS Plus collection of like 20 games. Correct. They do that yeah. with the older games would be a fantastic, like, thank you for buying this expensive new headset. Sorry, there's no backwards compatibility. But these games have I been think remastered. Having, I, yeah, I think having some form of an instant library for a new piece, a, a new peripheral is, is a necessity in this environment. Because like, it's going to, you know... Even if they have 15 launch titles, which I don't think they will, three of them might appeal to me and a different three might have a, might appeal to you. But at the same time, you and I, even as much as we love this hobby of video games, aren't going to spend, I think that this headset's going to cost 400 to $500, right? Yeah, and then you would imagine the games are going to be in that like 30, 30 to 70 range probably, depending on... Because yeah. they treated so VR go- lower than... Even if we go 50 buck average, Mm -hmm. like, so now you're talking about a, let's say a $450 piece of hardware and 150 150 bucks and, you know, like 700, 600 bucks. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that in January, like right off the rip. Like, that's for sure. Um, And then I also would be reluctant just because they did a decent job supporting VR one, but then it kind of just fizzled out and stopped. Yeah, and then they like release stuff like Moss and it just kinda or Moss Two just kinda came out and we were like, Oh shit, Moss Two came out a couple months ago. It's like, yeah, it did. Uh from a technical standpoint, I totally understand why they have to do this, just based on like the old VR headset needed a camera, it needed move controllers, it needed to track the dual set the dual shot controller, and there is no camera for PS5 uh VR. Uh there is no light bar on the controller like there was on the DualShock. So there's no easy way for them to apply those games to this without having to do a little work or asking the developers to do additional work. Um, And then from what I remember, the reason PSVR didn't get a lot of ports or ports would come super late is because like the API SDK, whatever it's called, like the dev unit, it was hard to transfer games to it or port games over. So they would be asking a lot of, a lot of work from developers potentially in translating their games, porting them over to VR too. So it makes sense that they're just like, you know what? We're not even going to have it be an option because then it's going to look bad on developers on why some can port their games over and the others can't. So from a technical standpoint, I totally understand this move from a consumer standpoint. Damn, that sucks, because the enthusiasts for PSVR are probably buying VR 2 right away, and the fact that they won't be able to bring their library over, that sucks. And those are probably people that were would uh, put the headset on within the last four to six weeks of before VR 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the people that like VR, they like VR, and they're they're consistently doing something in the game, in, in VR. Um, so, yeah, this is, but again, I just, I don't like how this came out. I don't like that there hasn't been any conversation around it since it came out that I'm aware of. It kind of just, like, the only, like, thing that I saw was, like, Wario tweeted about it with a timestamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really see, you know, like, at this point in time, like, Sony should, you know, probably release some kind of statement or put something up on the blog of kind of, like, an official statement from them. Like, this is out now. Like, they need to have something to to, to counter this. But, I mean, it just means that jim ryan's probably like talking to gq about his fireside chat yeah this would be the type of thing that like if you release this like news just casually you better have an event within a couple days of that news coming out to be like hey this is why we can't be backwards compatible because look at all this cool shit that we have coming to the platform right and they just don't have that event ready uh for that or they just sprinkled the VR stuff just kind of in the the state of plays from the last year or so, which I feel like. Could you name the PSVR stuff that was shown like three state of plays no. ago? No, because it was so far no. away from when this thing's supposed to come out that you forgot. And, and to be honest with you, when I see it, um, anything that's like in development for VR two, I kind of mentally check out because 
I don't know when VR two is coming, so I don't really care. That's what I mean. Let like, me know it's when so, it's coming, it's so far and then away. I'll care. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, man, that looks really cool. Maybe I can play that in two years. Like, no. Uh, so this is just uh, some some bad uh, bad messaging. Like, it's good that the information got out, but there's better ways mm-hmm. to convey that information. Well, this is also on the on the heels of uh, another rumor of the. Did you see the stuff about the detachable disk drive? I saw that. I was close to putting it in, but that. I feel like that's one of those things where it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have enough legs yet. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of those things where people look into patents and they don't understand that like patents, Sony makes patents for every crazy idea just in case. So like mm-hmm. the idea that they're going to have like an attachable drive, it's just like, yeah, they probably made a patent for it. doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, there's a ton of patents and stuff that, that happen that this never come to fruition. But it's a wild idea of them just having a detachable hard drive. Uh, I, I don't think that would be a great solution. I, I also I also wonder, like, in terms of the, the patent for this, and I, I don't want to derail it too much, but I wonder if they're getting information or surveys or data from a, a consumer like me that bought the digital one at the time because $400 versus $500 was significant enough for me. Um, and I don't, I don't like to update my controller, let alone switch discs. Um, so like something like that, but then I look at, I do sometimes have like a buyer's remorse when I see something on sale physically and I can't get it. I'm sure they've done the research and have been like, Hey, would you buy more games if you had the option to buy them in a physical store? And the answer is probably like, yeah, I would. (laughs) So if for some, some reason, somehow they, they, they release something that costs, I don't even know, 50 to $75, which I think is too low. Yeah. Um, that I could just plug into the back of my PlayStation Five, and I could, you know, play disc games on it. I'd, I'd be interested. But here's where they hit you. It's like, oh, uh, this uh, portable drive is only compatible with new digital editions, not the old digital yeah. edition. You're just like, fuck, okay. Uh, and then you, right. you have to buy another digital <laughs> PS Five. But all right, uh, let's talk into the thing I was I was talking about just a little earlier. Um, Electronics Art has or Electronic Arts have just announced a Iron Man game that they're making with Motive. Bizarre that they wait two weeks after the Marvel Video Game Showcase to be like, hey, we're making a Marvel game, but that's where we're at right now. So this is going to be a single-player, third-person action-adventure game from Motive Studios. Uh, EA Motive has made Star Wars Squadron, and they're currently working on Dead Space. So this game is in pre-production, and it is being led by uh, one of the people that worked on Guardians of the Galaxy over at Eidos Montreal. This sounds like something I think we all would want. Like, single-player Iron Man game. You know, especially coming from EA, you always assume, like, oh, they're going to try and do a live-service game or do something weird. Why this wasn't, like, announced two weeks ago during the Disney Marvel Showcase, who knows? Maybe the, the ink didn't dry on the contracts, but... We have an Iron Man game coming out. <laughs> um, if they can get this on the level of storytelling that they've done with Fallen Order, I know it's not the same studio, but it's the same publisher, um, I would be... Sign me up. Give me the um, Anthem flight with <laughs> the respawn storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just... I don't have a ton of confidence in EA currently right now in general. I mean, on the heels of Battlefield and... Um, some of the other stuff that they, some of the other issues that they've been having and, and development they've been having and canceled studios and closed studios and yada, 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 yada. Um, and like Squadrons wasn't terrible. Um, and it looks like Dead Space is promising, mm-hmm. but it's also not out yet. And it's also a so, remake. So it's like. Right. Um, it does give me some confidence that the guy that, that's the Oliver look, working on it from Eidos, previously from Eidos and doing Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, you know, portrayed as a very good Marvel game. Mm-hmm. Um, gives me, you know, some, you know, a little bit more faith, but at the same time, like I've been saying, I'm don't tell me about something until you can tell me it's coming in six months or nine months or something like that. Just like, I, I'm getting irritated with, Hey, it's a thing. Come work for us and make it. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. it's been uh, the, the way things have been going. Uh, yeah. Especially if they're in pre-production now, they're working on dead space, which is coming out January. I think sounds right. The January, yeah. February. So we're probably like two, three years away from seeing this game and potentially playing it. Uh, and then also, what does the Iron Man world look like? 
I mean, at that point in time, like, at the, when you start getting that many years out, like, which character is it? Is it the comic book character? Is it the Robert Downey Jr. character? Is it the young Avenger that's supposed to be another Iron Man? Like, I, you know, like, there's so much going on right mm-hmm. now, you know, until... Like we've already seen the perception of Iron Man in uh, Avengers, the the video game Avengers from Square Enix, yeah. of like that's not him, you know, because the the rapid increase of the MCU movie, ver- like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, mm-hmm. like that's just who, who he is now, and anything that kind of deteriorate de- de- deteriorates defers from that needs to be a really good, sharp, dramatic deferment. To where it's not trying to be Robert Downey Jr. and it's trying to be your own thing, and I think that's how um, some of the Star Wars stuff has been able to succeed a little bit better. Is it's its own independent branch versus trying to tie it to everything, trying to tie it to, to any kind of nostalgia, and hopefully Motive can can accomplish that with this. Yeah, I think grabbing the person from the Guardians of the Galaxy studio was probably the a good move because Guardians is able to strike that balance of like, okay, you're copying James Gunn's Guardians a lot, but you're putting enough of your own twist on that style and those characters that it works and it feels like it's own independent thing. So hopefully mm-hmm. that person's able to influence things enough to where it's not like, oh, they just copied Robert Downey Jr. Or, oh God, they're too well, far away yeah. from Robert Downey Jr. for right. this to be. Well, we all had that reaction when we, you know, I think you and I were in the same theater when we saw Marvel's Avengers from mm-hmm. Square Enix, and we're just like, immediately, like, like we were, I, I hate to say it this way because it's, it's disrespectful to the developer, but we were like, ew. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's not, all that's the, not them. All the, like, Captain <laughs> America I ended up eventually coming on, uh, coming around to, but like, all their character models were like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And that's going to be something that they're going to have to struggle with to where we'll have to see, like, are they just going to go full opposite direction as opposed to what i think of uh, marvel's avengers the square enix game uh it had the problem where it didn't go too far away it was just kind of it looked like mm-hmm. those characters if you were squinting uh or if you drew them from memory uh and i think that was a problem because it just it didn't it didn't differentiate itself enough from the mcu uh so no. hopefully that's just something that they can do my question is though dave a couple weeks ago, there was reports that EA is working on a Black Panther game that was in pitching pre-production stage. This game sounds like it is also, I mean, it is in pre-production stage. How come they announced the Iron Man game and not the Black Panther game? Do you think the other Black Panther game basically killed EA's chances of making their own Black Panther game? That they just like pulled out of the market like... Uh, no, I think that based on what you, you're speculating is that the reason why they're telling you or telling us that this game exists is because they need more staff to do it. Maybe who's ever working on the Black Panther game has enough staff. Okay, but then why like wouldn't confident you, in the production of it? Why wouldn't you just announce it now? Or did Marvel just be like... Because hey. they don't need to add more people to it. Yeah, but... Like, you, you're saying that most of these games we're hearing about multiple years in advance is because they're like, hey, look at what we're doing. Come work for us. That seems to be so the if case. If there yeah. is a Black Panther game in production, and maybe they're comfortable with the team that's working on it, and they don't need to currently add to that team right now. Yeah, and, and then also if there's not enough to show of it, they don't want to be like, we also have... Or whatever's in it has an impact on Wakanda Forever. It, it, it could maybe tie into that a little bit. Uh, but I, I just wonder if, like, they scrap that Black Iron Panther. Man's done. Yeah. In terms of the MCU cinematic universe. That we Iron know Man's of. Uh, <laughs> there's always a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think that that, that does... <laughs> excuse me. That does play into it a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if EA is just like, oh, shit, Marvel's letting another Black Panther game exist and it's already announced let's not even try let's just work on this iron man game uh because especially i don't trust ea's ability to juggle multiple games at one time yeah. anymore so well, i feel like that we're having the same we're having a conversation now 12 or 18 months later i don't know if i'm right or wrong on the time frame about what we did similar to indiana jones mm-hmm. and we've heard nothing about it other than hey it's a thing it's a thing and the studios like released a game since then but hey we have it uh, but that could also just be because it's in the uh, Xbox development hell that seems to just happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm wondering if that Black Panther game still exists or if they're just going to focus on an Iron Man game. 
Because it sounds like right now, all the studios are basically in a position now where Marvel's like, okay, if you can put the, put a team together and announce it, you can, you know, claim your stake in a piece of the Marvel universe. Uh, to where it's like, okay, Skydance got to, to Black Panther and Captain America first, that's theirs. EA's like, fuck, yeah. okay, let's grab Iron Man. And then all the other Marvel games that we're probably going to get announced within the next couple of years. Will start I, I, I guess I just thought about that. I wonder if that's one of the things of where, you know, Marvel's like, okay, you publicly say it's a thing. And that way, when it doesn't become a thing, you have to publicly say you have to cancel it. Yeah. Like, we're not going to be the ones to pull the plug. You have to announce to it. You have to commit to it. It's kind of like um, movie theater, uh, the movie industry. Well, Marvel does this all the time where they're like, okay. November 5th, April 7th, and then they'll, they'll like pick five, six dates, and they're like, we're mm-hmm. releasing a movie that day. What movie? We don't fucking know. We're releasing a movie that day. Every other studio, get out of the way. That's our day. And then all the mm-hmm. other studios do that where they just pick days, but they don't announce what movie's coming to that day until like a year before. <laughs> and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That that slot we picked, that's Guardians. That slot we picked, like, it's, that's Fantastic Four. It's like they're all they they all go out to dinner and they draw they draw weeks out of a hat. All right, you get April week one. <laughs> and, and I'm wondering if that's how like Marvel, <laughs> Disney are treating the video game industry of like you know what this works in the the movie industry. Let's just get all the heads of studios in a room together, <laughs> pick your character. <laughs> cool everybody play Fortnite. whoever wins gets gets to pick their game. yeah yeah <laughs> it, let's have an all deadpool Fortnite match and then who the last deadpool standing gets to make a deadpool game because uh, i i know it, we're not going to see an end to this we're probably a couple months away from getting another marvel game announcement uh because it seems like marvel is just handing Can out get these a marvel characters. game release first <laughs> no no you cannot uh you're not allowed to get one uh, the ulti- that's, not, that's not fair. Spider-Man's been out. Spider-Man. Two, two versions of Spider-Man yeah. has been out. Ultimate Alliance uh, came out like three years ago. So stuff is released. <laughs> Do I got to beat Ultimate Alliance? It came out on the Switch. It was really cool, but I got halfway through it and I had to stop playing for whatever reason. Um, all right. Let's move on to the part of the show where we beg Rockstar and Take Two. Do not DMCA this episode. Um, so Rockstar confirmed that the massive... Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Why would we get DMCA? I don't know. Did you hear the story, like, a couple weeks ago that, like, I think it was, uh... I don't listen to this podcast, but, uh, the, the, the Colin guy. Like, he was reading the leaked script of, like, a Tomb Raider game, and then Square Enix, like, DMCA'd the podcast to be like, take this podcast down. Because he was like... No, I did not. Yeah, there was something like that. Uh, so, hey, Rockstar, we're just talking about the news. You happen to be the subject of the news. Uh, but Rockstar basically confirmed that a massive GTA 6 leak was real. So, in case you're living under a rock or, like Dave, probably watching college football and then NFL uh, all of Sunday, <laughs> there was a massive leak of footage from Grand Theft Auto 6. So we're talking about, I think it was like over 90 clips equaling about three hours or maybe just an hour. They're really short clips, but there was a ton of them. And this footage is alpha footage, development footage, and just pure gameplay. So much so you can literally see in some of the videos, like the developer tweaking, you know, the gameplay and then pulling up code and just working. So all this footage apparently was hacked or downloaded from a Slack server for from some Rockstar employees. And the hack also might be attached to the massive Uber one that happened a long time, uh, not too long ago. So super huge, like, breach got us a huge glimpse at the game in development to where now we know, like, hey... They're doing a, a male-female protagonist. It is going to be in Vice City. And here are some new gameplay mechanics that are going to be in this game and are expanded on. Uh, Rockstar came out and said, the footage is real. We are super disappointed that the footage leaked and we weren't able to announce the game on our own terms. 
and then said that this won't affect the development of the game. Uh, there's a little reason why they would say this won't delay the game. And it's because the hacker also said that they have the source code and they might release the source code, which would completely fuck up that game uh, if people got a hands on the source code in terms of like once a game is released, they can have a field day with hacking it. Um, Take two, Rockstar's parent company basically have been scrubbing the Internet all weekend. Um They've been doing a pretty good job. There's been YouTube channels like or YouTube videos taken down, Twitter videos taken down. Reddit has had like the several threads and uh, channels scrubbed, but it's the internet, so they're not going to be able to get rid of the footage forever. Eventually, they're going to have to give up, especially with the amount of footage that has been leaked. Uh, but this is definitely probably the biggest leak in gaming history because uh, Rockstar is so good at being like a vault of information yeah um but yeah dave did you come across any of this footage it was kind of hard not to on twitter i heard about it i heard about it i saw like massive discussions and twitter threads on it um i did not see any of it partially because i'm not a gta guy Mm -hmm. so like i was not like intrigued or interested in it um and also like I, I, I don't, again, I, I don't really know how to wrap my head and say this properly, but I'm almost more okay with leaks of games that we know exist. We knew we knew GTA 6 existed, yeah. but I guess not of games that have been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, and, and Rockstar has not had a chance to say GTA 6 is coming, you know, like 2025 or whatever it's going to be. Um, so I, I genuinely feel bad for a developer like that, that, you know, for somebody that's, you know, hard work effort blood sweat tears like you know emotions and art to roll out of bed on a sunday and just to see their shit just plastered all over the internet yeah especially like, this sucks. this could be definitely tied down to specific developers based on the work that's being done in the videos too yeah. so i'm sure like that's that terrible sucks. for somebody for anybody that's you know whether no matter what it is that you're working on like you could be painting your kid's bedroom and not want your kid to see it and he accidentally opens the door like that that's this is kind of what happens i also feel like this was unfortunate but it's also going to be a, a, a like an inevitable that with so much remote work going on right now 10 years ago they wouldn't have kept servers on a slack file they yeah. wouldn't have kept files on slack everything would have been kept you know internally in rockstar studio within their intranet not an internet but in their in their intranet where it's closed mm-hmm. <laughs> like and so i think that this is kind of one of those things where the art lead is, and and again, I'm going to show my age here, but dropping the you know dropping a zip file into Slack to send to the to to send to the engine guy to make it work, and yeah. the you know the, the the art guy lives in New York and the engine guy lives in Seattle, you know. Well, in these videos, because I watched a good like 30 minutes of them, um, is one of those things where some of these files are literally like, oh, this animation's broken. Let me yeah. record a clip of it so I can send to the animation person and be like, hey, yeah. yo, this animation's broken. How? Oh, here's a video uh, clip of the animation. Do you know that his forearm is clipping off into the building, you know, yeah. as an example or something like that? Yeah. And, um, and this work so is... Like, that sucks. Yeah. A lot of... There was like... Some some of the clips had like soundtracks, uh, mm-hmm. full voice acting uh, that shows you this game is like pretty well along. Like uh, the environments looked really detailed and... The only thing that we're missing is outside of the main protagonists, uh, the NPCs were missing textures, but everything mm-hmm. else was almost damn well look complete. Uh, it was alpha footage. You could tell if, you know, you, yeah. you really look at it, but the source code thing isn't, I mean, like the, 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 the physical, like top to bottom source code um, sucks. That, that, that that's been released seeing like developer version of the game of where they pull up like they pull it they put it in dev mode i don't think it's as big of a deal as everybody's making it out to be you and i see them do it all for years saw them do it yeah all that's time. not a big deal because oh, it's not really a secret right. oh here you're playing you're playing chapter one we want you to play chapter one and chapter seven the only way we get you to chapter seven is that i've literally seen them like take the controller from me and go like full minecraft create mode and take my character and send them to the sky and boost them hell they've done it uh, um, remotely, uh, Immortals. When yeah. I was playing Immortals, they wanted me to play like an hour and a half of like 
very beginning of the game and then they wanted me to get a feel of like what my character looks like souped up so i literally watched the developer super impose my character like go and hit like you know click on my character and i don't know if he was hitting the up button or whatever he was hitting but all of a sudden i went from level five to level 55 yeah yeah it's it's, 35 seconds god mode is basically what it's called (laughs) yeah uh towards like they can just tweak whatever they want yeah, that's not that big a deal. We've, yeah, uh, but it's but the whole source code thing that that's crazy, and I'm sure that Rockstar has the FBI is like, involved right now. Uh, yeah, they're this. gonna get their hands back on their source code. Like, yeah, um, and and that's why a lot of people are like, oh, why would this, you know, why would this hack mess up the development time? It's because the source code could be in the wrong person's hand, and they might have yeah. to consider I throwing. Have, shit I have out. a feeling in the next six months we're gonna see this person. Arrested. I believe there's already reports that they've they've figured out who did it because the person also yeah. may have hacked Uber and FBI has been yeah. looking at that for a while now. Uh, so yeah, we're probably it's probably going to be a lot of this isn't going to be like a slap on the wrist sort of uh, scenario. Yeah, this is going to be one of the trials that probably gets national news, especially if he, uh, you know, uh, if he hacked Uber as well. Yeah, like this is a this is a pretty big deal, and this guy is this is that guy that. <laughs> <laughs> that they they arrest they put him on trial while he's on trial they reach some type of settlement and he just disappears and i mean like i don't mean he disappears as in like something happens to him i mean he disappears and they say you work for us now <laughs> like, yeah it could be one of those things where like uh, uh especially like an uber company would probably be like oh we're just gonna eat this person up because hey they know what they're doing uh zuckerberg walks in the room with a meta briefcase yeah it, you work for me now yeah it, it's it's one of those things where it's like the fbi is involved because like it sounds too similar i guess to the uber one i haven't looked too far into the uber one but basically now when you look up the news reports on the rockstar hack they mentioned the uber hacking as well as it could be related yeah and um, Angela, my you know, my wife brings up a good point in chat. She's like, "This is the kind of stuff that's going to make companies go, no, you need to come to the office." Yeah, especially a company like this that wants to keep things secretive, uh, which also means they're going to lose some talent because some talent's going to be yeah. like, you know what, another company's willing to let me work from home. Uh, but and like you said, forever, like they can they can sit there at their desk and say we're rock star. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to come here or not? Do you want to work on Grand Theft Auto? Or do you want to work on not Grand yeah. Theft Auto? Do you want to print money? Do you want bonuses? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, good luck doing that somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the only thing I can think of that, that would be positive for Rockstar is they're pulling the Band-Aid off now in terms of they're getting feedback from players right now yeah. very early in terms of like, oh, that's a cool feature. You guys should expand on that because they showed like, Oh, holdups seem very comp- complex compared to what they are in previous games. So that is something now that they can see in feedback. I'm like, hmm, people really like this mechanic. Let's let's focus on this. Um, Which of our 90 clips is the highest viewed clip? Let's expand on that. <laughs> yeah, and then also um, because, you know, it's fucking uh, 2022 and people are still stupid. Um, there's been a lot of people upset that it's a female protagonist this time. You know what? They got to pull the bandaid off on that. So now when the trailer comes out for the game that fully introduces the character, people aren't going to be as upset as they are today because they're going to already know like, oh, there's a female protagonist. You know, there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's like, yeah, like, okay, it's Vice City. There's a female protagonist. Like you're getting some of the speculation stuff out of the way yeah. and then they can be like okay so now we don't have to spend time focusing on that because like years ago when gta 5 came out like back in the day when ign was still doing like rewind trailers or mm-hmm. whatever that's how long it's been like where they're like what does this billboard mean and like what it, what city is the, you know like they like all the speculation and the guessing and you know pausing trailers like we do now that like kind of normal thing some of that crap's just gone out of the way now yeah. so they can be like all right so here's what Here's what's cool in GTA yeah. 6 versus, okay, you're returning here and this is who your characters are. And, and the idiots that are going to be mad over stupid shit are going to be bored and tired of that shit to be angry about by the time the trailer and the game comes out. Because whatever. The, you hope. Yeah, you hope. They're still going to be angry about stupid shit. But at least now they know what's coming ahead and that they need to get used to it because it's not going to change now. Uh, so Rockstar is at least getting feedback from that perspective of like, okay. Now we know what people like, and the stuff that people shouldn't be annoyed by, 
that they're annoyed by right now, they're going to forget about it in like three months when we actually show them like the game. This probably will like speed them up though in producing an announcement or a trailer for this game. They probably, if they haven't already started the work on that first reveal trailer, they're starting on that trailer like ASAP mm -hmm. because everyone's talking about GTA 6 right now. And the only footage they have to go by is this alpha footage. So Rockstar needs to put a trailer out just so they can be like, hey guys, uh, we didn't get the reveal Vice City the way we wanted to, but here's Vice City. Also, the two characters that, you know, you saw interact around the world, you know their name kind of, but do you know what they're about? Here's a trailer to show you why you should care about these characters. Like, mm -hmm. they, they, they are probably working on tra that trailer now. Jeff Keighley probably made a phone call that morning being like, can you have something ready by the Game Awards? <laughs> right. Uh, just to take advantage of all the attention. Because if you're Rockstar, you're going to take this person to court. Um, you know, you're going to find them, you're going to take them to court, but you don't want that to be the thing that people are talking about your video game. Right. So uh, they have to be putting together like their big reveal to happen like relatively soon. Uh, but that's all I got for the news, unless you have anything else about the great Rockstar hack of 2022. <laughs> no, not that not that I can think of, other than it just sucks that their work got leaked like that. That's just, yeah. you know, that's just really sucky for any of those hardworking people. Mm -hmm. So, All right. Uh, so, uh, like, what's delayed? Um, I'm not aware of anything that's, you know, significantly that's been delayed um, as we're getting, you know, into mid-September now. Um, you know, October is going to start hitting and some... And, we're kind of at the point where it's either coming this year or it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, you're, you're sort of at the point of no return. So uh, what we're playing and watching. So um, I have not been playing a ton of stuff. I've been messing around with Destiny with my group for a little bit, uh, just doing some of that stuff. Um, watching, I have been watching, as Michael alluded to, a lot of college football. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I did go to the Michigan game against Hawaii. Um, with a friend of mine that was in town from Canada. I can't remember if I said that or not. Um, and then watched uh, like just a ton of football. My fantasy team's doing great right now, and so it's been kind of nice just to, to kick back and watch football. Um, we did pick up NFL Sunday ticket, um, uh, partially because Jonathan, my oldest, is in Kentucky, and he cannot watch the Lions in Kentucky. So, And it's only like 30 bucks a month. Um, the ironic part about it is, is that I put it under my name, and my email address, but I wrote my daughter's university and I got the student price. Yeah, the system. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, I was Roger like, Roger uh, Goodell's coming after you now. <laughs> Angela, edit this out. <laughs> uh, so he's been able to watch the Lions game. It sucks you can only watch it on one device at a time. So uh, when he's watching the Lions game, I can't watch it, which is fine because I can I can watch all the Lions games locally at home. I did get my first like taste of like nfl red zone in uh sunday afternoon uh, and because i did not want to watch the Bengals cowboys and that's uh kind of super entertaining and addictive to watch when they're really only showing the interesting part of six or seven football games yeah <laughs> so like that was kind of cool to watch um so that that's definitely uh, a positive um i did end up watching all of cobra kai season five um, and the ability for that show to take the smallest nuggets from Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 and expand upon them enough to, to hold characters and to keep attention, the writing is just phenomenal. <laughs> like, the, the balance between hitting any Karate Kid nostalgia that you want as a fan of those movies or in, in entertainment, but at the same time to hold like the teenage soap opera-ness of ridiculousness that's going on along with karate like I, they've just hit it out of the park and they've set a standard for taking any critically acclaimed movie or popular movie from any time frame and and really set the bar like very high i don't you haven't really watched any cobra kai right no nah, i'm just not really into karate kid i was a three ninjas okay. uh kid not a karate okay kid. yeah <laughs> so like if they were able to take you know, take the th take like as an example, take three ninjas as now as adults and manage their life with kids and the crap that they went through while still tying those characters that they ran into in the original movie into a show every week. Like, would you watch that? Um, maybe I need a better example than three ninjas because I don't know if that would work. But yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. 
Like if I if I liked the the source material and they like had right. it grow up uh, with you know you basically, uh, uh-huh. that would be something uh, that would be like interesting, you know, because it's it's nice when you get to like revisit characters, but they're not trying to be like they're the same age or let's reboot them with different characters. It's just like no, he's here's right. the characters you loved back then. And now they're at a different age and different time mm. in their life. And also here's some new characters because we need new characters, but you're, you're watching it, you know, for, you know, seeing the, the cameos yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So I just like in terms of especially like with the pandemic and the in like the world that we live in right now, the fact that they've been able to consistently get out, you know, 10 or 11 episodes, five seasons in a row now every year, like. And Netflix hasn't canceled them. Not yet. <laughs> so, it's, it like, must be really cheap to make. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's that cheap to make, though. Some of the stuff that they've been going, but I, you know, I guess when you're, you know, I don't know what it, he's the uh, Raf Raphael Machadi, or I, I'm I'm sure I'm butchering his name, but the guy that played Danny Larusso, he's like the executive producer of it. So I'm sure he still gets royalties from the Karate Kid movies in general. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's no CGI um, dragons, so it's probably pretty cheap to make. So. Yeah. So, yep. Um, yeah. So like, like I said, there's been a little bit of Cobra Kai or a lot of Cobra Kai, a lot of football, um, and then uh, sprinkling in some Destiny in there. I just, again, like I mentioned last week, with there's a bunch of stuff going on with work. Um, I'm just at the point where, and I know I, I, I'm sure like people like I get annoyed when I say this, like I don't have a tangible desire to start something new right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's horizon or anything that's on, you know, on my list, it just, I'm kind of just in this thing. Like, you know, in, I'm not, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's a funk, um, but I'm enjoying the time of the group of, you know, six to 10 guys that I play destiny with, you know, a couple nights a week. Um, and I know as soon as I pick up something like horizon and, and try to start focusing on it and playing it, like, I'll be fine. It's just one of those things of getting over that hurdle and starting it. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a lot going on at home right now. So, um, what about you? So for me, uh, Hey buddy, sorry, my cat's coming over. Um, I've been playing, of course, sorry guys. Rumbleverse oh. is still what I've been playing consistently. Uh, I'm getting better. Uh, I'm getting at least like a win, like every other night, a win or two. Uh, so I'm still like really addicted to that fucking game. Like it, it's become like my relaxation game. Uh, but in terms of new games, I did jump into the uh, Modern Warfare 2 beta because, uh, like, I guess if you have Comcast, you got access to the beta. Like it like tied to oh, your really? account. So uh, my PSN account is tied to my Xfinity account or some shit. I forget how exactly it worked. Uh, Creepy. Yeah, uh, but I did get access to the Modern Warfare uh, 2 beta. Uh, it is Call of Duty. Uh, like, I don't, like, I know that's... Shocking. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't like the... I've heard a lot of positivity around Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a solid Call of Duty, uh, there's only a handful of maps and a handful of modes in the beta, uh, but it definitely seems significantly better than the previous Call of Duty, which was set in World War II. Uh, is it gonna be on par with Modern Warfare? Kinda hard to tell right now in the beta, uh, but it definitely seems like it is an extension of that obviously it's a sequel it's going to be an extension but it doesn't we've had cold we've had cold war and vanguard since modern warfare that sounds right? about right that sounds about right okay. um mm, was it vanguard cold war then modern warfare fuck it it's been one or two games yeah, since yeah. modern warfare um so uh, no because we reviewed modern warfare on this podcast and then we reviewed another call of duty after that we're in our third year so three call of duties um i think that's how that would work so, it definitely feels like a extension of the first game. So, what I mean by that is I, there doesn't appear to be a drop in quality um, from Modern Warfare 1 to Modern Warfare 2. Uh, so, it, that's been pretty nice. Uh, still plays really smooth. Uh, it's nice. I was just talking about Sarah. I haven't had someone send like a really shitty message to me from a multiplayer match <laughs> in a long time. And... The, like, proximity chat in Modern Warfare kind of brings that back because there's nothing like being called horrible shit after you kill someone in the game. <laughs> uh, so that that made me feel good, uh, just being called horrible, horrible things. Um, and then just listening to people's shitty music uh, over the mic because 
the beta is only for PS5 right now. Which means no one has muted their fucking controller mic. So every single person <laughs> has their mic on. Except me, because I know you can just mute that from a system level by default. So hearing everyone being yelled at by their parents or having horrible music in the background. It's been really nice. It's, it's been fun uh, to play that. But um, my main thing this past weekend, uh, I went to Riot Fest in Chicago uh, with Friday for My Chemical Romance. Um, didn't die. Almost felt like I was going to die, though. Holy shit. That was, uh, that was an experience. So My Chemical Romance, uh, this is their reunion tour. First time in 10 years they were playing. And the fan base was rabid. Uh, me and Sarah, uh, she specifically wanted to go into the pit. Um, oh, jeez. Because it's her favorite band. So I was like, cool, let's go into that. Um, I think the count after the concert... So it got really bad to where uh, the lead singer had a concert say after every song. Like, everyone chill out, back up after every song. Like, it, it almost felt bad for the lead singer because... Riot Fest security was doing nothing. It took the band to like try and bring order to the thing. Um, to where I believe there was like a dozen people that passed out or got like kind of trampled. And then there was like reports of like someone having a seizure, someone breaking their leg, someone breaking an arm. Person next to us uh, had a crowd surfer kick them in the face and like rip the piercing from her nose. Um, it was pretty damn intense and wild. Uh, I'm glad I played football for two years because I got to use uh, all my offensive linemen um, <laughs> tips and tricks uh, to like hold place for me and Sarah. Especially there's a couple times where uh, the crowd just turned into a, a whole wave or flood to where there's a couple times me and Sarah both were not on our feet because the crowd just pushed so, f so rapidly. Um <laughs> That's scary. It's scary, but damn, was it worth it and fun. And I say that as someone who didn't break a leg, break a rib, or uh, yeah. passed out. So we did that Friday. We had 3A passes, but we were so tired after that My Chem set that we didn't go Saturday. We, we had a rehab. Uh, and then we ended up going Sunday. It seemed like Sunday had a more experienced crowd that knew concert etiquette compared to the Friday. So Sunday was a lot more relaxed. We got to see like Nine Inch Nails, Jimmy Eat World. So it was a, it was a pretty chill Sunday compared to what our Friday was. So if you're wondering why I sound kind of funny right now, it's because I feel sick. Um, it's not COVID or anything like that. It's just like I was around 50,000 people. So I kind of got the cold right now, which is why I'm talking just a little bit funny. And I'm having to like take some some deep breaths every once in a while. Yeah. So allergies right now are kicking my ass too. Yeah, like right now I'm just uh, just my body's doing pretty damn good at fighting whatever kind of cold I have right now. Uh but like it's that annoying part where it's like I'm not fully sick, but I'm not fully healthy. So I'm like in a weird <laughs> limbo right now. Uh but yeah, Ride Fest was fucking fun. Uh, My Chemical Romance is like one of our both me and Sarah's like favorite band so seeing them live was amazing uh, being part of that like that pit while scary as hell was just kind of fun to see like people just acting crazy uh, and knowing that like I can hold my ground these hot topic managers can't hold their ground but I can hold my ground <laughs> um, so uh, that that was uh that was entertaining because I had a couple people that were like trying to push forward and I just had to like turn my head and being like, nah, you can keep pushing, but I'm not moving. Like, yeah, you, you clearly cannot push me harder than you already are. So have fun trying to get past me. Uh, so did that a couple times, uh, just cause it was, it was, it was a, it was a wild experience, uh, seeing, uh, people push in when there's nowhere else to push. Right. Uh, so yeah, got to experience that. And then I got to see, like, I'm not a big nine inch nails fan, but holy shit, they put on like a hell of a light show. Their audio was better than any band of the festival, but it was, a 
is a really good like set to to see even if i'm not a big nine inch nails fan and then it was also like coolio and ice cube were there uh doing (laughs) stuff so there's like a nice like mix of stuff come on buddy here's my cat Okay, uh, but yeah, that is it for me. Just Rumbleverse, uh, Modern Warfare, and Crowd Control Management and Riot Fest. Uh, I have a statement and a question. It's like I forgot to say. My wife reminded me. So, her and I started watching the Harry Potter movies. I think we're through like three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, not terrible, but not riveting enough to like just to draw my attention that I want to watch the next one, and the next one, and the next mm-hmm. one, and the next one. Um, it is kind of interesting to see the characters grow up. Like as fast as I'm watching it, yeah. Compared to like watching it, you know, when one came out in whatever 2010, and then 2014, and then 2000. But to to watch the progression like that, so um, I hear it gets a little darker as we're going. Yes. Um, and I hope the story gets a little bit more impactful. Um, right now, it just feels like oh, just we're keeping away from the guy that we won't talk about. You know, like that's what I keep hearing. Yeah. So. The the first couple movies are very much kid movies to where I don't know if you notice yeah. this now that you're past the third movie. This probably won't... Really. I don't think we've started the fourth one. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but I'm just talking about the formatting. Uh, the first two movies are terrible in terms of... Because they're a kid's movie, they had a rule. Every scene needs to have one joke to keep things yeah. light. And they get better with that because the movies mature with the audience. Because we're talking about eight movies. Yeah. Uh, but the first right. two movies are really hard to get through because it's just like... Your parents are dead. Ron cracks a joke like what the fuck are you doing like you're talking about like dead parents but then you're gonna crack like a weird joke at the end of it yeah um because they, they they just weren't allowed to get too heavy but by the time you get to like the fourth or fifth movie they get heavier and it's appreciated um but i will say even though there's eight movies they definitely feel rushed those like last three movies which is a <laughs> damn shame because it's like how do you feel rushed and you did eight movies uh, right. but if you're kind of enjoying them now, you'll enjoy the, the later ones just cause they do get darker, get a little more serious. Awesome. Um, and then I have a question for you. So what is your feelings on, and I don't know if this was public knowledge or not. I saw it last week and I meant to send it to you, but so there's like uh, blizzard Activision blizzard is essentially shutting down overwatch one and turning it into overwatch two, like overwatch one will not exist after like October 4th or something. Yeah. Because they're going free to play with overwatch Two. I mean, it just makes sense to do that at this point based on what they want to do with overwatch as a franchise. So I'm not like devastated by that news. It sucks that like basically your overwatch one disc or whatever is just a glorified paperweight. It was always a glorified paperweight, but this very much makes it yeah. that. Um, and it sucks you... Well, like, the first comment I saw was, like, people like, oh, of course, I paid $60, and now it's just worthless. Like, you got $60 you got, yeah, yeah, out of that yeah. game. <laughs> so. It just sucks from, like, a historical perspective that, like, you will never be able to play vanilla Overwatch 1 because it will no longer mm-hmm. exist. But based on what they want to do and based on their fucking crazy idea of like overwatch one and overwatch two will be compatible with each other and overwatch one players will be able to play with overwatch two players is like, that's a stupid fucking idea. And their fix for that is okay. We will burn overwatch one to the ground. And it's just like, you know what? I'd rather they do that than try to do like this. Yeah. weird Are you cross platform? Are you going to, are you going to play it? It's free to play. And I think there's an incentive for Game Pass. Uh, so I will play it because that is something me and Sarah were talking about. Of like, I haven't got a hate message for a while. I haven't gotten one since like Overwatch 1. Because um, uh-huh. there's something satisfying about beating the shit out of someone in a multiplayer match and then have one of them message you that you suck. I miss that. So yeah, I will play Overwatch 2. Can they grab the appeal again that Overwatch got? No, originally. No, I don't think they okay. will ever catch that. I don't think that they're going to fail. I think Overwatch will. Right. It was, but it's not going to be like it's not going to be talked about in the game of the year contention like it like it was. Yeah, it, it won out. game of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it will achieve that, especially because it's like, I hate their battle pass system, where it's like, hey, you'll have all the Overwatch one characters day one, and then you have to unlock the new characters through the game the battle pass. Like, the free lane of the Battle Pass will have the new characters. I think that's a stupid fucking way 
to do that, don't call this Overwatch 2. Just call it Overwatch. It's kind of like right. how I think Destiny 2 shouldn't be the name mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Sh- I, I, I'm at the point, too. It should just be Destiny. Yes, it should just be Destiny. Especially as they like bring in some of the old content uh, like they did a couple times. Just name it Destiny. Oh, like, yeah, anything, anything that I desperately wanted from Destiny 1 is already in Destiny 2 now. Yeah. So. But it also puts them in a spot of like, are you really going to do a Destiny 3 or are you just, you're just going to make this Destiny? And Overwatch should just change the name from Overwatch 2 to just Overwatch. Or if you need to print new t-shirts, the Overwatch or something. You know, just, just, just change the name because uh, the number makes no sense if it's going to become a platform. Right. All right. Now, I was just curious about that. I saw that come up and I forgot to ask you about that earlier. So um, so now we're going to move on to questions and comments from our community. Uh, both of these are from our European listeners. So Robert Cartwright, uh, controller, controller Rage. Do you or have you had it? And if so, which game has cost you the most in replacements? Battlefield 3 and 4 caused the most, quote, slips for me. I can't afford PS5 controllers, so I just huff and puff a lot now. Um, go ahead. I treat my controllers with respect and dignity. Uh, so I've never raged on a controller. Enough not even, to break not it. even teenage MJC? No, no, I was poor, so I respected every <laughs> electronic that I had because it was the only one I was going to have. Um, the o- closest I can think of is when I got into, like, um, like there was an overlap of, like, uh, I think it was, like, a little bit in the pandemic of, like, I was playing Overwatch and Warzone and Modern Warfare around the same time, and it kind of beat up my analog sticks uh, a little yeah. bit with the drift. Uh, so I to where I ended up like going like four years without having any drift on my controllers to like having two controllers drift back to back. Uh, but mm. I never have raised. That's, that's a lot of R three pushing down for sprinting. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I'm not fully like careful with my controllers. I have this weird uh, tick where when I get killed, sometimes I will flip the controller in my hand and catch it like back in place. Um, and I've totally dropped my controller like once or twice doing that, but not enough to break it. But th- there's been some panics mm-hmm. where I like do my little flip and it hits the ground and I'm like, fuck. Uh, but usually when I do that flip, it lands like on the handles as of now. Of course I say that now and I'll probably break a dual sense <laughs> soon. Yeah. Um, I do get frustrated. Um, I have never, I don't think I've ever broken a controller. Um, but I, I do like similar to what you do, but I toss my controller in the air mm-hmm. and I typically catch it. Like I just get like, I'm like, ah, and then I, like I typically catch it. It's, it's usually when I get frustrated. I, I even think some people probably see me do it on stream when I get frustrated with like Ori in the blind forest as like a re- repetitive level or guacamelee is a repetitive thing of what, uh, when I was playing, nobody saves the world when you're consistently doing the same thing, like over and over and over and over and over and just not getting through something. That's where I tend to get frustrated. But, um, I don't think that I've, it's probably, maybe I might have broke a controller as like a preteen or a teenager. Um, and, you know, some of those Super Nintendo controllers probably weren't that sturdy back then anyways. <laughs> so, I feel like controllers are a little bit more sturdy now um, than they were then, uh, maybe. I don't, the plastic I feel seems like, better, but the buttons aren't as good, maybe. I feel like the older controllers, like we're talking about like PS2, PS1, those would always get the mystery, like, rattle over time yeah. where you just like shake and you're like, there's plastic loose in this, I don't know why. Uh, and I don't really, but everything works. Yeah, but I don't really <laughs> see that issue with like Dual Sense and Dual Shock controllers. Yeah, and my Xbox controller, it's honestly never. I don't understand how my Xbox controller doesn't have drift. Uh, I feel like it should. The only thing that irritates me about the Xbox controllers is the batteries. Yeah, that's the only other thing. Other that, than that, like they're solid, solid controllers. Yeah, like, I've had uh, a Dual Sense drift on me. I've had a Joy Joy Cons drift on me, but my Xbox controller. Has yeah, it really to be dri- fair, I've never, drifted. I haven't punished an Xbox controller like I have a PlayStation controller yet, though. I have, and I, I haven't had issues other than batteries kind of suck. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't. But at the point, I almost prefer the AA batteries over the rechargeable ones because I have to recharge my DualSense controllers like every yeah. day. It's annoying. I tend to find myself like playing with a with the same. Thankfully, the same thing that charges my phone charges my controller now. So yeah, it's like I, I switch from the phone to controller. I probably so. like fuck my controllers up. My DualSense controllers they get charged off the switch dock because uh, oh, that's like okay. front facing. So I, I just always have like chargers plugged into the switch. 
uh, dock for whatever reason because I have a keyboard plugged into the PS5 uh, and all my USB-C chargers are USB-A on the other end. So I have to use my Switch dock to charge my controllers. Mm-hmm. And that means it doesn't know when to tell the controller, please stop charging. It's just a continuous charge. <laughs> Uh, and then Stefan Wren writes, have you ever played the same video game all night going to sleep at 8 a.m. while everyone else is just getting up? Um, yes. <laughs> I have played. Uh, the most recent one that comes to memory is, I believe, uh, back in the PS Nation days, I think I played Destiny 2 at launch for like 26 or 28 hours straight on stream. Yeah. You had to get a diaper and just you <laughs> sat on that couch. Like where like my PR person like text me like have you eaten <laughs> like he was like because he would he's like uh you were playing when i went to sleep last night and you're still playing now <laughs> like and so he was so um i've done that and i've also done extra life where i haven't played the same game for 24 hours straight but um i don't know i i, I bet you i could find it in destiny's api or on destiny's heat map but i i'm sure i could see like a play session that was an embarrassing long an, an embarrassingly long amount of time mm-hmm. And you also did The Last of Us, right, originally? Like, that was like a... Uh, that was like an all-night thing. Like, I think Angela and I, like, I started playing at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, thinking that we were just going to play for two or three hours and, and progress in the story, and she saw where I was in percentage-wise when you save on the PS3. And she's like, oh, you're like 84%. Just finish the game. That was another, like, six hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, I've done that. Yeah, so. yeah, I've done that a few times. Like, if we don't count multiplayer games, because I've done that for, like, Killzone and Uncharted 2, like countless times uh because that was like back in like high school days or like early college days um i definitely uh i always talk about it Uh, me and sarah played a plague tale um i think we started it like maybe like 11 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that and we played it up until like two in the morning so it was like a 12 to 13 hour straight session i don't even remember if we like ate food during that we just got so into the game Uh, but in terms of like staying up all night and then having people in the house like waking up uh metal gear solid four uh that was one i got in trouble for because my two little sisters were watching me play that and i think they were like 12 and 8 something like that and i and they were they really liked the cutscenes, and they probably shouldn't have been playing or watching me play metal gear solid four but that was notorious for having like 45 minute cutscenes. So we started to play it at like 10 o'clock at night and then we ended up like I think up until like 10 o'clock the next morning because we just got like so caught up in the story and when you get towards the- what happens next mm-hmm. what now now what now what yeah and then like once you're in a cutscene you're like this cutscene could be two minutes it could be 45 minutes so we're just going to keep running with it uh, so there was definitely a time where I got in trouble because I, I kept my two sisters up until like 10 in the morning playing an M-rated game they shouldn't have been watching. Uh, so yeah, Metal Gear Solid uh, would probably be the one that I like. Remember staying up. That's a single-player game. That's not or a story-based game. Because uh, there's also times where like me and my friends would play like Dead Island, like co-op. Mm-hmm. Back in the days where we had to use Skype on our laptops for cross-game chat because the <laughs> the PS3 voice chat just sucked. Uh, so we had to like keep our laptops plugged into a headset or whatever, just so we can have voice chat. We definitely did some, uh, seven, eight AM sort of things, uh, or (laughs) marathons, uh, for, for like multiplayer co-op games. Awesome. All right. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like, do you like Chad Warden? You know him? Yeah. 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 That that, that is someone who, um, (laughs) Though I don't think we got to finish uh, Dead Island with uh, uh, Chad Warden because uh, his save broke. I've been up, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, again, like Destiny related wise. Like I've been up long times with like Johnny as a boy, um, you know, playing through some stuff, getting through some content. Yeah, and, uh, Killzone with Johnny and Bleak. Uh, yeah, holy yep. shit! And Patriot <laughs> yeah, I've done some stuff is. with Bleak too. Destiny with Bleak and I uh, Killzone, um, Shadowfall. Um, the co-op mode. I can't think of what it's called right now. Um, yeah, I forget. Insurgents or something. Yeah, um, something like that. But, yeah. I'm not playing Dead Island 2. Well, I've had... 
All right. Um, so that is our show for this week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. You can follow Michael at The First MJC. You can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. Uh, the Facebook group and Discord server are linked in the show notes. Uh, please feel free to join those. Patreon is there as well. So patreon.com slash digital days gaming where you can check out the different tiers that we have and, and the rewards that you get for supporting us that way. Um, there is a Teesprings account as well if you want to start, you know, maybe getting some hoodies or, um, you know, like we can need to re- give that store a refresh too and see if there's like maybe, I don't know, some people might want a coffee mug or something. I have no idea. But see what else is, is available on there that we can do. Um, I probably need a new shirt from there too eventually. Um, but um, other than that, uh, that's all I have. Michael, you got anything else? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> all right. I hope everyone has a great week. Keep moving forward. Talk to you later. Don't be a dick. Also, Curry Master, Judgment is on PC now. Not going to play it. Okay. Bye. <laughs>